Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ashley Hullett. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Ryan Holahan. And we are here to discuss Slayer's A Buffyverse Story, Episode 8. Penultimate episode! So, we're all a little tired. It's Halloween. (laughs) We're the live show. (laughs) Ashley just got back home today. Yeah, listen, we just had a live show. It was amazing. It went on for 100 hours, which was amazing. (laughs) Everyone's costumes... Every person listening to this who came wore a, such a cool fucking costume. Has, it was a yeah. total blast. But, you know, it's also <laughs> now Halloween. I've had four costumes this year. Five? I am a little beat. <laughs> well, you yeah. had ten just on Sunday, right? <laughs> I know. I know, gay. So gay. Um, over at the Patreon... We are covering all of Buffy season three as it turns as each episode turns twenty five, which remind me to talk to you about that at the end, Ashley. Um, <laughs> and Ashley is kind enough to edit down shorter twenty minute versions of those episodes that go up on our main podcast feed a week or so after. But we also have we're, we've just started our coverage of Batman the Animated Series. Soon, soon we'll be X or X Men the Animated Series, um, and. Uh, we also have access to our watch-alongs. We have monthly, sometimes bi-monthly, uh, Patreon calls with our top subscribers. And we have, uh, if you are a top subscriber to a higher power tier, you can give your own outro to one episode per month. Um, and any and all support is much appreciated. Now let's get into the episode. Ryan, what did you think of episode eight? You know, I have to say, episode eight is one of those episodes that I had heard with the, during my first listen through. I think I'm on six. Uh, and I, I think this is one of the first ones where, no, this is one of the first ones. I mean, this is one of the main ones. Again, very tired. One of the main ones where I was like, this is proof to me at how beautifully this is coming together. There are some really nice character moments. There are some like thoughtful touches. There are some callbacks. I, I think it's a good chapter. Oh, all right. All right. Ashley? I highly agree. I love this one a lot. I feel like the oh, – so, like, episode four was my least favorite. Okay, and yeah. then it kind of, yep. like, picked back up with five, <laughs> and then it, like, took a second. But, like, seven, eight, and nine are such a good, like, series of episodes to end with. Like, it all comes together so well. We get some banger fucking quotes. Um yeah. <laughs> some some great scenes that are just highly entertaining. So yeah, this is this is a good episode for me. Uh, all right. I'm gonna be the bummer. I I do I there's been a little bit of a lull for me, just a little bit. Un poquito. <laughs> um and I still it's still fun, no matter what, even when it hits the lulls, because I do think you're right. Episode four was when we first started to hit like a little bit of a lull. But like, right, even with the lull, it's like, well, this is fun. I like hearing Gordon yeah. I like hearing Anya. I like hearing Giles, Spike, everybody. And um, frankly, name a season other than three that doesn't hit a lull. So yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I get it. And like, so it's like the lull has ebbed and flowed for me since four. Because if, if by four, it was a little bit and then it. I don't know. I do feel like it's weird, but it's like once they got to this alt reality, for me, it's hit more of a lull. Um, where really? like, yeah, it's like the the video game side quest of it all didn't bother me much, but n- like now I'm like, all right, like Giles had to go to that other dimension that was didn't even matter. He was gone for like a second. Um, 
And like Anya has been this blob that I can't really picture for like how many episodes <laughs> now. And like, oh, I can picture it, baby. It, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing Clayface with like Anya like quality. <laughs> That's such a good description. Fucking That's your Clayface. drag for the next live show, right? <laughs> <gasps> um yeah it's just like a little there's been a little bit too much of like tedious we need to do this to do this to do this and i'm like please just do the thing um because i god is it this episode Uh, yeah it's the previous episode that cordy and drew actually fight and i really did like that even though at some point all the fights because i because of my gay ADD brain it's like wait a minute where who's fight like mm-hmm. that was fun for me like I was like yeah there's a face off I've been wanting um and I wanted I like feel like we kind of like stop that forward action momentum and I really needed a little bit more of that that being said this is still really enjoyable I love hearing all of my friends I just like their voices um but yeah we'll get in the episode so you know we start maybe one of you can explain this to me because this is where I was a little bit confused so, like, we start with Anyanka and Anya and the puppy can hear themselves in their head. Mm-hmm. But then why are they mm-hmm. – it's, like, then, like, a few beats later, they don't. And I was like, oh, they're not merged anymore. But they were still merged. It just, like, they weren't in each other's heads, right? I think it's, like, telepathy where it's, like – but not the telepathy we saw where it's uncontrollable nightmare. But I think <laughs> it's, like, if you want to, like, kind of like Bella and Edward, they could send thoughts back and forth. But um, with a little effort, which I think Anya's doing a lot of, um, you could separate those thoughts. Mm. We get a little of that like, explanation later. Okay. That's fair. I mean, she said that, like, the longer that they are in one body, the more they're seeping together. So I think I just assumed it was more like a weird ebb and flow of coming together and pulling apart. Mm. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Okay. Um, I do like this. I do. I I know that some people aren't like fully sold on the puppy Yanka, but I kind of wanted more of like the puppy barking in their minds. <laughs> yeah. I liked the puppy. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I do. Big fan. <laughs> and Anya, the, the, the Anyanka of it all has been a little rough for me only because I don't understand. Like she came in as this like full badass villain, but it kind of does. It seems like she's like a little more chill, right? I think being merged with Anya and a puppy mm. is giving Anyanka uh, a little more flavor and a little mm. more, uh, you know, I think when Anyanka like was in Anya and we like, had full vengeance demon, you know, on the show, I think Anya was going along with things a little bit more, but also Anyanka was dominant right now. It's not as if Anyanka is like possessing or like merged with Anya it's like they're in a big pile <laughs> and I think the demon part is being like screwed with a little bit and then we get to we get to see a few more layers than just like evil or whatever that's fair that's yeah I agree very fair yeah all right you sold me <laughs> I like I like yeah. that explanation <laughs> I'm here to get us 10 more seasons all right um in which slayer vs 98 becomes the writing crew on the next seasons (laughs) listen Um, if anyone's listening i have some really great pitches you don't i'll sign a thing where you do i'm not gonna sue you but just come and hear me out (laughs) (laughs) so giles because anya is like kind of sold it seems like this anya and the thing that i do really i think 
this might be my hot, this might be a hot take. I'm not sure, but I think this alt Anya might be my favorite of the like alt universe versions mm-hmm. because I like that it seems. I mean, it seems like me. I'm not sure if she's been human longer. Like she got rid of Anyanka. Like I don't like. I like that. You know what is in episode three when Indira mentions her grandfather and Anya. There is no back and forth. She's like, all right, if we live through this, I will try to help you. And I'll try to help your grandfather. Like, there isn't like a, well, that's annoying. Like, there isn't a, like, convincing. Yeah. And it seems like here, that's the way she feels with Anyanka, right? If To me, it feels like the Anya we would have gotten without Xander. Like, yeah. if Anya yeah. had become human at the same time because Cordelia defeated her, um, that's cool. I would love to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But then we would have someone who had unbroken path towards maturity. And I also think being in the Scoobies kept Anya in the muck busy rather than able to take a step back and be like, what does it mean? Blah, blah, blah. Let me date around. Let me see what life is like. Let me make a friend. Um, And the Anya that I always love and the one that I see peeking through on the show and that I'm always like pursuing and the way that we kind of got full Cordelia, you know, and took a turn, but we got to see Cordelia right. really develop on Angel. I feel like on Buffy, I would have loved to see Anya settle more into like shop owner, like helpful yeah. mentor to Dawn, like learning about magic and stuff from Giles, but not from like an exploitative point of view from like a, well, this is the thing I should know. And this is interesting. And this helps my business. Like all of that is like a cool person to emerge from like thousands of years of vengeance. And I'm glad we're getting to see it. And it feels definitely like this is what Emma wants Anya to be. And so, yeah, yeah, I think it's so likable for all those reasons. And the performance is really like the cherry on top. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, She's, she's so good at like the tenderness there. And I really do like, I think you're, I think you just like fucking nailed it, Ryan. It's like probably Emma Caulfield would have loved to play this version. And it like helps that Xander isn't there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> if you saw our live show, you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so Giles comes back. Um, and I was very like, okay, good. I thought I thought it was going to be like, Giles goes and he gets like stuck because there's another demon. And like, but I was glad it was just like, he went, he got the barkies back. We're good. We're like streamlined she, that. She's <laughs> like, he was gone for 30 minutes. Calm yes. down. I'm like, 30 minutes? Why are we not hopping worlds for shit all the time if it's right? just that quick? <laughs> I mean, also, it's like, get out of Giles' way, then. (laughs) Yeah, right? Efficiency and straightforwardness and calm, I can expect. (laughs) That is also true. Um, So I like that. I Indira and Cordelia enter, and I really like that they played like a little like hero. It reminded me of like the Avengers theme that plays when they enter, right? My note says superhero Mm. music cue. Yes, yes. Because, like, they fucking deserve. And I really, yeah. like, I am so, I'm like, how do I say this without it sounding like a really fucking dumb pun? I'm very <laughs> endeared to endear. I really don't mean that to be a stupid pun. But I'm very, like, charmed. Charmed is a better word. I'm charmed yeah. by endear. Don't bring up charmed. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I'm going to get Ryan started. Um, I'm like, I just... I'm very much sold on Indira as like this young slayer who is like down to be a fucking slayer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love her like enthusiasm. Yes. Yes. Much needed energy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So before we move to the next scene, I do have a question for y'all. Okay. 
We learn when Giles comes back with the book that Kurgan was the youngest person ever ordained as a watcher. God, I, f- I listened to this episode mm. twice. I don't remember that. Okay, well, I was going to ask how you felt about it, so I guess that's out. Ryan? <laughs> I remember that because <laughs> um, I did pay attention. Uh, <laughs> I think, to me, maybe being a watcher that early is the reason Kurgan went a little cooked in the noodle. I don't yeah. think being a watcher is good for you. I don't think the Watcher's Council is good for you. I think anytime we've seen anything good come out of it, it is despite everything about it. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it, and it, it, if that isn't the case, then it speaks to how fucking low and bad their standards are. That multiple watchers we know of have gone full-blown crazy or evil. That's true. I didn't think about it in relation to, like, what we know of the watchers thus far but yeah i was also thinking well maybe you shouldn't be ordaining them that fucking young then (laughs) yeah did we did they say how young or no i don't think so they just said he was the youngest Youngest ever ever. yeah it makes me think 12 or 14 or some shit like like younger than a slayer yeah 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 um that's fair i now that you guys are (laughs) Now that we're like saying it, I do remember something about that. Like I feel like I remembered something about like, him having to do with the Slayers. So um, I do wish, and maybe we won't, I do wish, I just do wish Kurgan was somehow like the way Alphania. I was so proud of myself for being like, I know that name. Willow says I've got Alphania on the line. Like a name like that. I wish Kurgan had been like a name like that where it's like, I know we've heard it before. We don't know who it is. I, yeah. I, I wish that's like maybe my one wish for Kurgan because we don't know anything about Kurgan other than like that and like uh, he's kind of power hungry but like because he's like the big bad they keep talking about but we don't really see I, I just wish I don't you know what I mean like you know how there's like a bunch of demons they name drop or like a random warlock that they've named um, mm-hmm. I wish Kurgan could have been that yeah. I guess it's nice it's nice when that happens, but you know, there's also parts of the original series where it's supposed to be a, an Irish spell and it says in Irish, like, there's a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, like, you know, True. it's okay yeah. if we sometimes have to make up new stuff. I, I get it. And I'm like, I also would prefer if we start bringing in some of those little side references from Angel because yeah. Angel had so many. Yeah. The Buffy stuff is pretty mined. Yeah. Angel is a ton. I I can't believe also, that we have haven't even referenced the finale of Angel, <laughs> right? But also tell us that Kurgan was like a young member of Wolfram and Hart. Why not? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Wait, that's what I want. That's Ryan. You solved my problem now. Like, because that would just like right if they just said, "Oh yeah, he was one of the first one of the first lawyers at Wolfram and Hart." Okay, great. That's that tells us everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. An, an old, an old timey barrister, a wordsmith, <laughs> a typesetter from Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> like that would, uh, yeah. And Wolfram and Hart is such an untapped, like it's, I, you know, I understand. Angel has its lows. We all know this. We've, you know, we just finished going through. We're almost done season two and went through season one. There's a lot of lows, but like Wolfram and Hart is such a good resource of like ethereal evil where it's like it could be a couple of different things and like at the very least it's like we've seen the lawyers but like that's kind of all we've seen Mm -hmm. there was a comic 
I think it was one of the Angel and Faith arcs, or it might have been like just like a separate arc on its own, where it was like Angel, Faith, Willow, and Connor, and they had to go to this, I don't remember what, I want to say it was whatever dimension Connor grew up in, maybe, and like they see- Oh, so it was beautiful and very nice. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they like see a like Wolfram and Hart logo- and like we see Lila walking away at one point, like she did whatever whatever thing they had to fix. She was the Wolfram and Hart lawyer in that dimension handling it. And like that's it. She wasn't mm. like a main character. It was just like you see her leaving from whatever deal happened, and that's a cool way to use them. Yeah, right? yeah. What if in a ne- in another season of Slayers <laughs> we go to LA and we have a legal issue? <laughs> 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 alternate dimension lila it could happen yeah. i want to see anya and lila interact oh my god yes oh my god oh my god in court <laughs> yes <laughs> she's like cross she's like cross-examining anya <laughs> i would love that um and i do like when indira when indira like she like comes in and she's like, what the hell is that? Because blob Anya is a big blob monster. Yes. Um, That's a special kind of angel called a Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We cut to spike and drew Tara is like feeding off of another witch. And I wanted to, I wanted to be like, you have a lot of nerves, sir. When he's like, "Mm, you enjoy that a little too much. And it's like, Hello, vampire. Yeah. Are you Which telling? Is like basically her response. Yes. She's like, who are you to fucking talk? I like, what does she say? Something yeah, like Elizabeth Bathory over here. Fucking <laughs> telling me what to do. <laughs> like, because she says something like, oh, like, you don't enjoy it when you feed off people and then lay them in their, their like, lover's bed for them to find. And he's like, no, but I have to do that. And it's like, but you don't have to do that part. That part, right, you don't yeah. Have to do. No, you have to play with your food. Also, you could literally eat a pig. We've yeah. seen it. Yes. <laughs> Angel ate rats. Like you yeah. can, you could do that. It sucks, but I'm sure it tastes bad. Honestly, that was a public service. <laughs> like, I mean. Um, so I was a little bit like, hmm, I mean, you're, you're, you're reaching your she, She's reaching your honor. Like, yeah, <laughs> when I do it, it's okay. When you do it, it's bad. Um, but that lends credence to my whole, yeah, no, he's not going bad. Um, I love that like Spike and Tara are just at each other's fucking throat the entire episode. Just like Drew is mine. No, Drew is mine. No, Drew is mine. And Drew's just like, aren't the stars pretty? I'm so glad we're here. (laughs) I'm only at peace when people are fighting over me. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I get it. Uh, So we then cut to uh, Cordy and Indira. And it's weird because I both love, but also think it's a little corny, this scene, because I do think they have good chemistry. Because um, mm-hmm. Indira's like so gung-ho and excited, and this Cordy's a little bit, you know, like battle-worn and a little bit more like not quippy and excited, just kind of like, this is my job, this is what I've been doing, and it fucking sucks and people die. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that. The dance thing was what I was like, Meh being like why aren't you a dancer why do you think she's not a dancer anymore (laughs) yeah that's true and when she's like there's always reason to dance i'm like hey girl come on read the room i mean that's what i would sound like in an apocalypse i'd be like (laughs) we could put on dua (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that Cordelia says that she learned a little bit from Giles, but then she also went to like all these self-defense classes and like taught herself how to mm-hmm. fight. I was like, this is perfect because I think that that tracks for Cordelia that she would be like, all right, well, this is this is the situation I'm in and I need to be prepared from all angles. And so I'm going to do all the research and all the training and be sure that I'm fully prepared. Yeah. No, yeah, I do. She yeah. has a lot of, and you know, this is me projecting, but she has a lot of neurodivergent traits throughout the show that I always thought like I related to one of which is Cordelia is very much a bottom up learner and like shopping, like fashion, like all of that stuff is about, absorbing as much information as you possibly can and then making some experimental decisions and then slowly building towards like, I have a comprehensive knowledge of the space. That's really how you have to learn fashion, in my opinion, to like, you know, to, to, to have like a, a take on, on yeah. the larger, I mean, not that you couldn't just make something that's like a sleigh. Awesome. But to, right. to really be involved. And, and, and she was similar about starting a business and she was similar when she had to get serious about fighting monsters mm-hmm. and like, you know, hit the books with Wesley. Um, and I, I did, I, to me, I pictured the bring it on scene where they're watching all those old movies and like <laughs> learning about Fosse, opening textbooks. Like she's like at every take back the night and tie bow courses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do kind of love that. Um, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of like a. My brain is so fried. What's a comparison? I was trying to think of like a good comparison from the show of like younger, very into doing what the like adventures versus like this is not fun. This is just a job. This is what we have to do. Well, here's what I'll say. We never really got to see. I mean, maybe you can do an in-universe canon reason of like Cordelia's Slayer energy is separate from the Slayer energy that created Indira, so it's not like chaotic. Because whenever mm. we saw Slayers get together. It was unstable, and they weren't supposed to coexist. I mean, even the Slayer army later in the comics, like it's it's True. difficult for Slayers to work together. They're you know they're individual operations, uh, and they can put together their own little team. But usually, multiple Slayers isn't going to work. And it was nice to see two Slayers learn from each other. Cordelia was being reawakened to the fact that she could have energy and vibe and all this stuff that she needs. And Indira was learning that it isn't all fucking, you know, Super mm-hmm. Mario double jumps and and fire flowers. Like, you gotta, it's time to be serious. You're gonna die of doing this. You will die doing this, like, presumably. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was cool to see that because it's usually a man and a woman on the show. And That's I like to see, I like seeing two women and two women who don't have a man keeping them down. They're going against a woman, right? So it's not like women have to team up against right. men, which is true, but like an annoying and trite. It was just tr- truly pure, unrelated to men. Um, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. Also, I think to your point, Ian, I think you could even just compare the Scoobies as a whole in like season one and two versus like six and seven where they're like getting donuts and like rallying. And then in, in the later seasons, they're like, fuck, I'll go get the books, I guess. (laughs) Like, you know, so it's just, it's just that lived experience slowly wearing them down. Yeah. You lose the sleepover quality. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's not like cute anymore. It's like fucking again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wow. You're both really smart. Mm, I like this. (laughs) Um, And I, Okay, also question, what fucking Sean Connery movie is Indira talking about? Is it James Bond? Mm-hmm. You're asking the wrong one. I had no clue. One. Because like, I both was just time, trusting. 
both times I listened to this, I was like, but I don't know what is it League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Is it James? Like, I, I don't know. I needed like a little bit more of what we were referencing. Um, All I know about Sean Connery is that he should have treated his wife better. And I'll leave it at that. Um, so to reference my mother, who we all know uh, took her grudges to the literal grave, um, my mom always said that she loved him until he gave whatever that interview was when he said, like, I I might be, I'm like paraphrasing. He said something like, oh, sometimes women need a good slap. Um, yeah. And my mom yeah. never, ever, 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 ever forgot that. <laughs> And like anytime oh, really Sean, like, I learned slapping from Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would bring that up. Ev- and like anytime he was in a movie on screen or he came up, she'd be like, I used to like him, but then he said this. <laughs> like, yeah. Because a Puerto Rican will can hold a grudge like not many other. <laughs> um, but yes. So we get the whatever, blah, blah, blah. And even though I said it was corny, I did think it was a little cute when she was like, see, you're dancing because you're alive. Like, I was like, yeah, this is cute because it's like a teenager trying to cheer up an adult, right? Because Indira is a kid mm-hmm. and Cordy is not like Cordy is like supposed to be like, mm-hmm. but would she, she would be around 30, right? In the timeline of this, I think probably like an actual adult. Yeah. Cause she's, I don't yeah. remember how old, she's been the Slayer for 19 years and she was young when she got called. So yeah, I'd say like 30 ish. Yeah. The when she says live for the promise of the next day because you never know what it's going to bring, I was like, Carpe diem, welcome oh, to the hell mouth. <laughs> I love that. Oh. I hadn't even thought about that, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing my brain thought of when I listened to it. I was like, Oh, oh, take me back. Yeah, God, with all the shit I'm missing, it's like, do I even host a Buffy podcast? <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> Look, it's it been is, a long it weekend. <laughs> it is also a dense for an audio book. There's a lot of details mm-hmm. and plot points thrown out, so there are. Yeah, you're forgiven. Thank you, thank you. Um, if if Anyanka can forgive me, then we can move on. <laughs> um, so with that. Then Indira does the thing about the spell. This is this is the part of the plot that I'm finding a little tedious because I'm like, yeah. And because, and again, now I sound like people who would get mad at me on Twitter, but like, <laughs> I'm like, no, Spike is a hero. We did this. We did this already, like in the show a lot. Yeah. And like, we're good. We We know who Spike is. Like, for me, this feels like if we were pretending like Giles or Xander or Willow might be evil. And it's like, no, 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 but why are we doing that? Like, we know this character. We've seen Spike with a soul before yes. being a vampire and after being a vampire, and he's just a nice guy. There are lots of corruptible people with souls, see Wolfram and Hart, uh, right, but right. he wasn't ever one of them. So yeah. that did that misdirect was not going to work for me. Uh, alongside, we're talking about all this Slayer magic and how it works and how it doesn't work. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we could cut that. Let's cut that and hear some more about Cordelia and what she does on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Cordelia and like, give me more of like, ooh, I mean, we we heard about her fighting the master on prom, right? Give me like, ooh, and then she fought whatever other villain that would fit in the or like yeah like this is when she fought that hell god this is when she fought that fucking nerd like Sid the dummy yes Cordelia's a Scooby gang with Sid the dummy <laughs> the invisible girl Harmony Giles <laughs> and um and uh Aphrodisia <laughs> and Giles is constantly annoyed by everyone 
<laughs> but see, yeah, like give me, tell me what her Scooby gang was. Tell me, like, I really have loved that, like, like them talking about the master and that. I just, I don't know. I really like that shit. So I'm like, give me more of that. Yeah. And answer some of our questions about their friendship group, like the, the Anya Tara situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More details on that would be good too. That stuff where it's like, yeah, spend time on that. I'm fine. Like, give me more explanations of that because that I love. Um, and I do. The only reason I'm like, this could have worked the back and forth with Spike is if we had introduced right away, like, ooh, that spell might have worked. Like, I might have put bad Spike into good Spike's body. That, like, that's the only way it could work for me. And, like, we almost hint at it here, but not enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, Spike just doesn't really feel that different. The Gem of Amara stuff, I mean, I'm listening to it episode by episode, so I still am a little bit like, why did he do that? But, like, I know there, I I trust Spike. I know there's going to be, like, a reason. And even at the, like, very bottom of it, even if it's not for a good reason, it's like, I get it, he doesn't want to kill Drew. Like, of all the people he doesn't want to kill, it's like, he still maybe has a soft spot for her. But I don't think it would mean he was, like, evil and going to kill people with her. Like, the yeah. same way, how many times did Buffy not kill Spike when he was evil or not kill Harmony and be like, let them just get away? I could see that being... Yeah, truly, she was like, I'll sacrifice a couple co-eds to keep Harmony around. She's fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, Buffy! <laughs> She's fun, so, like, I won't kill her. <laughs> Buffy! <laughs> um, so, like, I feel like if they had maybe introduced that right away, like, oops, Indira maybe does have magic powers. Oops, that spell might have transferred that universe spike. Like, then the back and forth would be like, all right, maybe, but, like, we only really hint at it but that is the only thing that like could work for me. And I hate that they repeat mm, Spike was not a good actor. And it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess like what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. That wasn't helping. Clem never would never have been like, well, maybe Clem would be like, no, I know good Spike. I know bad Spike. Spike's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And the whole magical Slayer thing too. Like there's such an easy explanation for it, which is like, even if you have magical aptitude, which, you know, everyone can do some level of something, but some of us are dancers and some of us aren't. Um, <laughs> even if you're gifted with, like, flexibility and strength and all that stuff magically, who the fuck has time as a slayer to learn how to float a fucking pencil? Like, truly. <laughs> and so to say, like, this girl, you know, this is why her magic maybe worked for this one time, it's like, you know, it worked. It worked. She managed to pull it off. Uh, you know, she's probably not going to learn a whole lot beyond that. Or maybe right. Indira could be the Slayer that's like, I'm going to take the time because I, there's other Slayers and Cordelia's here and I have Anya to teach me. Like, maybe that'll be a cool path to go down. I didn't need all the logicing. And it kept us busy with time that could have either made the Spike Misdirect work better or honestly just pick a struggle. Um, but the fact that I still like the chapter despite these two things I'm complaining about right now means, right. you know, it's, it's good. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's nitpicking at that point because it does like, you know, I spent 30 seconds of this wonderful half an hour or however long it was um, being like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, all right. All right. Keep moving. Fine. Yeah. Um, so that's like the only thing where I'm like, oh, um, I do like the moment when Indira's like, you like me. You want to be my mentor. Like, I thought that was like really fucking cute. Mm-hmm. The, it was weird when Courtney was like, I get it when she's like, if you train, go back to your universe, train, you can come back here. But she's like, find the toughest slayer. I was like, well, just say Buffy um, and fight her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a slayer we need really to see like, 
prison rules like yeah <laughs> it's really what it felt like right <laughs> king of the mountain yeah like really like yeah that's what it felt like um but she does say something cute live for the promise of the next day and then i do like that indira kind of breaks attention with okay that was pretty good like i do i'm very i don't i just really liked indira like i think and I, again, this is no spoilers because I have not listened to the final episode, but the way they're setting Indira up, she absolutely could be like, you know, Monica Usubreen talked about her Slayer a little bit when she came on and what she would have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been thinking about that a lot with Indira where it's like, Ooh. this character I really do enjoy and she could hold her own animated series or, you know, say we're doing audio drama that like is in the Buffy verse, but doesn't have to constantly be like, starring everyone who was a character like you know what i mean it could be like right. this is the buffyverse we say she's fighting vampires there is a watcher there are other demons we can revisit some demons maybe some big bads but we don't have to you know what i mean like i do Justin, think- where are you when we need yes. you yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, our hour of need <laughs> um then we get clem and giles which is a cute pairing that i enjoy mm-hmm and I like when he says Cordelia growled at him. And Giles is like, well, I'm not an expert on Cordelia's, but that sounds They tend to growl. I yeah. was like, yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, and then, what is it? Chipperoo? Are Chipperoos a real thing? I meant to look that up. Yes, I Googled it. Oh. Yeah. High V Chipperoos. And they're just like little chocolate chip cookies. And you can get them with candy gems or get the chewy ones. But yeah, they're, I've never heard of it but I definitely looked it up. Hmm. Are they also not being made? Is that real too? I have no idea. I just looked it up. Like, Ian, I did the Google. Come on. Like I did one I didn't Google. go shopping for it, but I Googled <laughs> images, chipperoo, and I see the packaging. <laughs> great. Great, great, great. Um, I do love that. And that's cute because that also feels very Buffy, them like talking about a specific food and like mm-hmm. Clem tends to be talking about food in this, which I like. And I do like that Giles is also warming up to Clem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just another reason we need to save this world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Who could dislike Clem? Yeah. He's so... I, they wrote him so perfectly for this. Yes. Like, they got all the best parts of him from the show. And just, like, he's such a little, like, highlight yes. for this series. My little, go- my little goober king. um yeah he really is such a nice addition and he like i think the reason a character like him works so well is because he wasn't on the show that much but he was on it enough that we all know him but they are able to flesh him out and it doesn't feel like a rewrite it doesn't feel like yeah what are we doing with him it's like oh yeah okay sure i can buy this i didn't i didn't know that character that well but this makes sense for him right and the exact kind of character that would have later gotten an expanded role like the kind of fan favorite repeat slowly fleshed out eventually there's a reason to be around a little more fits right into the group but also you know you'd put james c leary in makeup trailer every day for that long (laughs) you know we really streamlined some of the uh some of the people on angel because it was like this is unlivable i'm sure yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm sure that costume was miserable to be in Miserable. Sm- probably smelled like Clem probably smells. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, again, they talk about Spike. They do mention the gem of Amara, which is the a little bit like confusing part where I'm like, why is he doing that? But 
I trust my blondie bear. I know we're <laughs> we going somewhere okay. Well, and Spike has always had kind of a hard on for the gem of Amara. And frankly, who wouldn't? If I you mean, were like, like, here, this will make right. you invulnerable. <laughs> you yeah. can go to the beach. I'd be like, hi, Ken. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would also want the gem of Amara if I were him. Um, then we, I do like when, uh, when they're talking and like, Anya and Anyanka and Jasper like calling from the other room and like they're like you need a witch or an angry demon I'm like yeah they do have those two right there yeah. like they're mushed together <laughs> they're probably pretty powerful <laughs> and Jasper's also barking while they're she's like Anya's like I'm angry too and then Jasper's yeah. like burr, 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 burr. yeah like, <laughs> so good I also love that Jasper. all of Anya's little sayings are like just a little bit off and i like that clem like calls her out when she says like that's enough from the pistachio gallery and he's like okay yeah. hold your donkeys <laughs> <laughs> like, such a cute interaction he's such a delight yeah, he really is yeah um giles explains anya okay this did not land for me it lands for me the second time we do it not the first you time. hate this episode I- <laughs> <laughs> We Ian's, like, Ian's like, and then they said chapter eight, and I said, oh, not the rest. <laughs> and I said, are you fucking kidding me? We're doing this again. Um, I just feel like, so we get the whole, like, he's like, uh, you know, Anya wanted to help women. She came from a different time, blah, blah, blah. And Anya, like, thanks, literally says, thank you for reminding me of who I am. That felt forced to me, but then it doesn't feel forced when Anyanka explains Oh, Anya knew about all the wishes. Which one? No fucking duh. Of course she did, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I felt like a yeah, no shit. Um, and I, but I liked that Anya was surprised that Giles because I liked that Giles also was in his Giles way. Yeah, no fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that I liked. I liked when Giles is like, yeah, I knew that, and Anya's like, wait, you knew that, and you still like were my friend. And I really loved this. I loved when he's like you know, we worked together. We spent long nights just like talking. And I just love the idea of them like, you know, closing up the register. And she's just, because of how Anya is, I imagine her not delivering it in any kind of way, delivering it very flatly. Like, oh yeah, I didn't love that. I used to be always be able to see and tell what was like the horrors I was doing. And like her saying it kind of just like that. Like not trying yeah. to have oh, a moment. I could, miles. <laughs> yes, Ryan. I yeah. could totally see most of the time in at at clo- from closing on, and possibly Giles had an early version of AirPods or something. And <laughs> Anya is just monologuing like, and then I said to her, "I'm going to turn your boyfriend into pepperoni," and I did, but not the pepperoni you're thinking. And then, like, eventually, <laughs> it gets pretty real where she's like, "Sometimes I would feel kind of bad, but then I would just stuff those feelings way down and have you know some fun with the entrails." And then, like, you know, we would get a bigger picture and some reflection. She's very much a verbal processor. I feel like that would be delightful. Yes. But also very difficult to endure for a British, an old British man who just wants yeah. to be left alone. Like, I, I picture, like, closing time, they lock the doors. Anya immediately starts counting the money and babbling, and Giles pulls out the whiskey from under the counter and pours a drink. <laughs> <laughs> God, give me this fan fiction. <laughs> um, but right, it's just like that. that is like a cute little addition, but like makes sense, right? Like that doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a stretch by any means. Because they did fucking work together, right? Like they didn't have any other employees, so it was just them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who else yeah. do you have to talk to about everything? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And like, 
there's, a, I don't know if either of you remember, there was that viral tweet like last year that I always related to that was something like, you know, worked in retail, you got like this, you know, like 19 year old asking where her best friend Joanne is, who's like a 65 year old white lady and like their work besties. Like that mm-hmm. is what working retail is like, right? <laughs> yeah. But also like for Giles, he does like young people, like in the most respectful, not weird version right, yes. of me saying that. He <laughs> right. likes young people. He enjoys teaching. Um, and mix that with someone who's actually, in fact, in some ways, a lot older and a lot wiser. And one of the only people who could really keep up with a level of knowledge about demons and magic and the occult, both lived and from books, uh, which Giles, I think, can relate to. And, it, it, you know, it's not shocking to me that they would have a really cool working relationship. And also... Giles might be a big, tough, you know, leave me alone. You can wear away to the ooey gooey center so fast with that man. You just have to endear yourself. And, uh, and nothing's more endearing than, than, than my lovable little Anya. Correct. Yeah. That that is a correct take, right? (laughs) But yeah, so I did that. I loved, and I liked, I liked that Anyanka kind of thought she was like getting them. And it's like, no, you're not gooping anyone. Like, we're good. I know that she mm. did this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like you just said, Ryan, like Giles does have that ooey gooey center. So it makes sense that he would be so tender about that and be like, no, I know it's okay. Like you didn't, you, you know, you came from a different time, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I love that Clem is crying because that would be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clem is absolutely us in this scene. This scene. He's like talking about the cookies and then he's like asking if the dog speaks in English in his thoughts <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> crying at all the tender moments. I'm like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah. People thought Indira was the audience surrogate. Hell no way. Clem <laughs> is Clem. the Greek chorus. that's true um it reminded me of i don't know if uh you both you both probably do when like what is it in dirty girls when xander gives that speech and they cut to everyone and the girl like the slayer girls are like listening intently and then we see andrew like crying hysterically yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) me yeah um and then I do th- I do like Anyanka's like, I would still prefer to be not a dog. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like we do keep forgetting that. Um, and then we cut to Tara with my friend who no one else likes, Mr. Pickles. <laughs> Enough with Mr. Pickles. Leave him at the German airport, Bieber. I am done. <laughs> See, that's something I like. Here. <laughs> I love that no one else, not one of you that has recorded one of these episodes with me is like Mr. Pickles. <laughs> Mojo Jojo motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tarzan. I can't take this shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm so like, curious about George. <laughs> I love him scaring Spike, though. I cackle every time yes. that I listen to this episode. <laughs> yes, I do love that. Um, and I, it also makes sense that Tara would pick up on, like, especially in this universe, right? She's like the powerful witch. That she would be like, nah, this is not the real, like, when she's like, who are you really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that tracks. No, that Tara, really- witch or not a witch, has always had yeah. a real nose for bullshit and emotional truth. And mm-hmm. Tara, Tara has always sniffed these motherfuckers out because she's a real one. And, yeah. you know... Spike has a bit of uh, showmanship, like, look over here while he's trying to, like, do his magic tricks or whatever. Um, and I don't think Tara – Tara is one to be like, 
I'm supposed to be looking at your flourishing hand. So instead I'm going to look at your knees, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's true. Um, yeah. And like, I forgot that the, she does that. If she like did that with like faith when she like immediately clocks it and she clocked, mm-hmm. um, what's her face? The robot. Um, so yeah, I like, cause her family gaslit her. Yeah, true. Yeah, and she picked up on, like, when Buffy was struggling with her relationship with Spike and all of that, she was the one that was like, I'm here if you need to talk. I see that you're struggling. She figured out that Buffy still had a little bit of, like, like her aura and her very being changed by being ripped out of a hell dimension and slapped with some crazy glue back in this one. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna be a little different and you feel a little different. Like, it's it's definitely a real terror quality. And, and if we were gonna think, like, everybody has special aptitudes for certain kinds of magic and things that come naturally to them. Um, you know, Willow's is for ending the world and changing her hair color. And <laughs> is for knowing <laughs> ultimate deep truths. <laughs> uh, so, oh, and when oh, Spike starts to hit on her and she's like, you're not my type. And he's like, well, neither are you. Like, I did appreciate <clears throat> being like, no, no, no. Finally, we found yeah. someone Spike won't try to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and who has no interest in fucking him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did appreciate that because, of course, there would be someone. Someone somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so she, like, Tara asks if he's scared what will happen if they attack at dawn. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dawn. me and- god it's gonna be me and me and drew's moment guess you should guess she's like guess i should go get changed i don't want to miss your moment and then she Mm. tells mr pickles of course it's not spike at least not their version and tara says if the spell doesn't work then my notes say so what who cares yeah mine just said (laughs) fuck fuck, drew if she burns if she bursts into dust then whatever right does feel like her her, like vibe about it like all right if it doesn't work doesn't work She lost, she's also thinking, like, you know, if it doesn't work, I'll go suck dry some of the ma- mages at Wolfram and Hart, and then I'll do that uh, vampire whip them back up spell, and we'll, it's going to take two weeks, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at that old uh, True. The air fryer they brought Darla back in. <laughs> okay, so I have to say, someone did tell me that they didn't love them bringing, like, all the characters that died back to life, and I was like, but, like, They've brought back so many characters to life on both. Yeah. Oh, well, tough titties. You can believe all this. You can't believe that. Also, like, at some point, we have to be like, like, I am all for purity of the universe. I am all for all this stuff. At some point, it's like, well, we want the cast back. So, like, right. I, okay. Like, oh, well. And also, like, there aren't other dimensions or other versions of characters. Like, it's pretty fucking canon that you can bring in an alternate version of a character. It's literally part of season three. Yeah. Like, it's literally, like, we, I, I think even, like, season one, we have, like, alternate version but we have vampire Buffy and like in nightmares and stuff. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. And I think you can say it, it will all happen too quickly or it's all a little too convenient. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's, <laughs> that's storytelling. I mean, I, I, you, if you want to get really nitty gritty, there's stuff that's clunky or that isn't fun to listen to, right? Like it's not fun for me to be like, this is why the slayer magic works in this instance and is unaffected and not like, Okay, like, I'm not enjoying this, so just wave your hand and walk away. Like, I'm suspending disbelief. This is a waste of time. But it is actually fun to have Anya back, so I'm willing to listen to the justification. Like, it's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> I I concur. <laughs> um so then uh we cut back to Cordelia and Indira. They're training. I do like them training together. I don't know. What do yeah. you two, what do you two think about the like them as a pair? I love it. I'm also picturing like the back room at the magic box in our universe. Like they're back in Buffy's mm-hmm. little training room, which makes it more fun for me. <laughs> I was picturing it as if there is no Buffy. So what would that room be for Anya? And in my mind, it's still a training room. But instead of just being dummies with fangs, it's like it's like celebrity men who are awful. <laughs> with their like their faces glued on and like a lot of fucking punches and gashes all over their dummy bodies. You know, it's like, it's like Tom Sandoval. (laughs) I love that. Um, so like, you know, uh, now I'm going to sound grumpy again. This is a little heavy handed when she's like, always misbehave. Oh, I loved this. This And I think frankly, some of uh, you know the extended cast could hear uh, could hear a little about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they could pick up yeah. on what she's saying here and learn something. Um, you yeah. know, lots of people are posting a lot of things lately, and I think like this is a really uh, an honest truth. Yeah, they got there fast, but I also think if I was a, a wizened a wizened old slayer of thirty. I would be like, and I met a fucking 16 year old who's like, I can't wait to kill everyone. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, death will come for you. <laughs> like, I would get pretty fast. So I see it. Um, but I thought it was a nice moment. And, and one of the best like quotes of this. Yeah. Yeah. I love this is a spoiler alert, my favorite scene. And uh, this speech made me cry the first time that I heard it. So this is, I, I just love it. It's, Okay, so not only does it hit close to home, like, in the fucking world that we live in, but also, like, I feel like it speaks to the Buffy, the Vampire Slayer set environment and the challenges that they were working through at the time that it was Mm -hmm. originally on. And so it was, like, very pointed and powerful to me. That's fair. It was the moment of taking this universe and everything that they put in and everything they built back from someone who contributed equally, but yes. is who's fuck up has, uh, has had an unreal un un uh, out of scale impact on their lives, on the show, on the fandom, completely out of scale with the level of contribution, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is a moment where like the good guys win. Like, and you know what? Some people are good guys for a while and then they're not anymore. But like, it's time, you have to say what it is and you have to like, and, and you know, that people can say whatever they want about this first season, having to do so much work to reestablish the universe, but they had to do that and they wanted to make their Mm -hmm. point and they wanted to right some wrongs. And I'm glad they got the chance to do it. And it sets us a great, it's a great thesis statement for us to go forward with the show. Like, Buffy said what it had to say. Angel said what it had to say. This is what this one's going to have to say in, in some ways. And I would love to keep exploring those themes from different angles. And, and honestly, it seems like that's what the cast wants to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I thought charisma never sounded more like engaged with the material through this whole thing, because this is what she really wanted to say. Yes. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah. No, I, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, Maybe, God, I'm the grump. Um, I just, for me, it felt a little like, this is mean. This is mean. And I don't want it to be sound, 
Be mean. It's your pod. So <laughs> it was a little bit like, who was that person that I don't even remember who it was. And I try, I try really hard to be like, if it means well, we're good. Do you remember that person who was like, I forget when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and they're like, my daughter said <laughs> Ruth Conda forever. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Ruth because, Conda forever. <laughs> because like, it felt like, that's like, I feel like I, you're like, you're, you're my, I don't know. Like someone's like maybe centrist family member who's like only like misbehaved, only like, the, what is it? Well-behaved women rarely make history. And like that quote has become to me so like meaningless at this point because it's it like, has been divorced from what it yes, actually is meant yes, to say that's what i mean and yeah. it is so irritating so i guess that's why but like i know that i'm saying that as a cis man so i don't mean to be like no i also i i i know why you're reacting to the way that you are and not to i know i'm not trying to like condescend to you i feel like i understand i mean to say why you're reacting the way you are to mm. the material here and I and I empathize with it with it. And my solution is we genuinely need to cut Jane S. Benson a check. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> you need to feel that these moments that are really good are at all subversive or surprising. And it isn't subversive or surprising after we saw a scene of them bonding and being mentor and mentee for her to say this stuff. What would be subversive or surprising if she had a reason to tell her this stuff after what felt like she didn't want to be her mentor, and then this is part of her message of like explaining that or like finally breaking through um but we didn't have the time and Mm -hmm. i also think we were lacking uh how do i put this nicely let's do another three or four passes on the script with notes for pacing let's condense let's cut let's rearrange i think a lot of that needed to happen and uh, you know this isn't a knock on the writers I, i think you work with what you have and uh they did some great stuff but I think this is one of those things where you say, there's a nugget here that we have to save and protect, but it doesn't belong here. It isn't been, it hasn't been earned yet. Um, where can we put this? How do we earn this? And I think, you know, he who must not be named was an incredibly smart storyteller for a, a few reasons that right. I think are, you know, old uh, charlatan's tricks. But once you, but they're effective. And once you learn them, You can really use them. And one of those tricks is picture an iconic metaphor or picture an iconic shot or image that says what you want to say, either with a speech, with it, with with like symbolically, with a fight scene. What is the thing? What's the core of it? Then work backwards and earn that. And this was the core of what they wanted to say with the series. And they found a place for it. They didn't reverse engineer it around it. And I... And I get why they did it too. They had so much work to establish this universe. This really is annoying how much shit they have to do to get us ready for another one. But I think a, a very skilled story editor, not saying these are bad writers, but a skilled story editor like Janice Benson mm. would structurally have been able to help them um, support this. And I think what you're seeing, Ian, and what you're what you're saying is that it's just like not supported and it feels... like a bumper sticker on an unrelated thing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't mean to harsh your buzz, Ashley. I hate to be that person. Oh, no, you're good. I hate, hate (laughs) to be that person. Um, You're not going to bring me down. Okay, good, because I'm glad you liked it. Like, I I want, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like, that's fine, Ian. Fuck you. I'm not editing this episode now. <laughs> no, see, this is how you act as a fucking adult on the internet, okay? We have different <laughs> opinions, and it's fucking fine. Yeah, please don't send me any death threats, please, because I like the Onyanka stuff. Like, I'm good. I actually... Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I know that, like, we are all adults here, so it's like, yeah, I could say I didn't like it, you say you liked it. No big deal. Um, Yeah, when Hammy... Yeah. Yeah, when Hammy was like texting me how he felt about the finale, he was like, "Are you gonna be mad at me?" And I was like, "No, that's fine. I don't care why." Like, <laughs> um, but okay. So yes, we get that. I do, however, really like the "fine, you win, we're friends." That I like. Yeah. And like, even though I like said I didn't love that moment, I do like all of the rest of it. Like, I do like their budding friendship. I I almost wish this could have been sooner in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bounce off each other really well, and just like the characters make sense together. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just yeah, I I would have loved if we got more of this, where like they had to be together. Maybe like give us them fighting vampires together. I don't know. I just this is a good duo. Yeah. Also, we didn't really talk about it, but I really liked the faith callback at the very beginning of the scene oh, about uh, when mm-hmm. Indira offers Cordelia coffee and she's like no i get really jumpy i i'll stake the wrong person in the heart <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like haha faith yeah <laughs> wink, wink. i totally missed that um then we cut back no to- you don't understand I don't care. <laughs> God. Um, then we cut back to Spike and Drew. I love that he's blasting punk music. <laughs> and I love that he calls like Tara Drew's girlfriend in the back seat. Yeah, he's like, it, he says it feels like old times. Got my arm around you, your oh. girlfriend in the back seat. I was like, oh, I thought you didn't share, Spike. Right, right. <laughs> I need you to make your mind up on this. Are you probably or not? Like, oh, because you mean Darlin and Jealous and you all fucked. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, he's one of those polycule guys who's cool with everything unless there's a cishet guy who wants to be, like, (laughs) with his girlfriend. Then we gotta pull up. There's a problem. (laughs) But when it's Angel and when it's Mm. Darla and we're in the old fuck pile, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Fuck pile. (laughs) Um, and I, you know, I like, I like this. I do like this. I like that Spike because I do genuinely believe, and I mean, I'm biased here. James Marster said, uh, the first time he came on this podcast said that he always played Spike as genuinely loving Drew. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's always been the Mm -hmm. case. Like, even if, and again, I'm not questioning him because I do think he's good. I don't like the back and forth, but I do think he means it when he's like, he says something like no matter what happens, he had fun with her. Like, yeah, he says it's been a bit of glory being with her again. Yes. Which um, I, it like softened my little heart. Yes. Because I, Spike is a softy at heart, right? Like he is. Yeah. And the urgency with which he says it, because he had like started to say it, they got interrupted. And then mm-hmm. the second that Tara's gone, he's like, wait, Drew, before we do this, like no matter what yeah. happens, I'm like, oh. It's like, oh, our little... Well, and, and at the beginning of this series, you know, remember Miranda? <laughs> uh, but at the beginning <laughs> of the series, we had this argument about whether vampires can even love. And I think what Spike is saying here is, if we can't, we got damn fucking close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I do like... 
I kind of like how easily, which I mean, duh, but like, I love how easily Drew breezes into, no, we are a polycule. Like, she's not like, there's no like, oh, well, it's just like, that's my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. We're all together. Like, Mm -hmm. the two of like Spike and Tara are like, we're not all together. But Drew is like, yes, we are. Like (laughs) Drew's like, the best (laughs) of both worlds. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I like when she's like, Tara, my love, why are you so grumpy? Like, I just... I find that very charming because it's like Drew being childlike because she genuinely doesn't get what Tara would not like about what's happening. And then Tara's like, you put me in a fucking dungeon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut back to the magic shop, the magic box, and they're doing the separation spell. My notes say something about Giles' genitals. (laughs) They make a joke about his like... Like dick, I think, right? They do. They use the word genitals, but I don't really remember what was going on. That was most of our live show. Was was. (laughs) and I stand Um, by all of it. (laughs) Clem says he can like hear something. Giles then says, "Hopefully, Drusilla is in for a big surprise." Anya's worried that maybe they're the ones in for a big surprise. Um. And then Anyanka says, Anyanka's like the only one that seems a little bit to be a little bit more reasonable. She's like, Anyanka says Spike is a good man, which was weird to hear Anyanka yeah. say that. Um, but then says he's been reunited with his wild love. Um, yeah. And then we end on Anya saying, oh, gods, I think we're all about to die. I also love, so Spike's like yelling outside, like, send out the witch right. in the book or whatever, and we'll, we'll kill everybody quickly or whatever. And Drew's like, if not, I get to eat her eyes. She's like so excited. And then Anyanka's like, she sounds so joyful. I almost hate to fight her. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, I love that moment. <laughs> um, I believe that in another world, we could have had Drusilla in the Scooby gang. And I will stop saying it, but how delightful would it have been? You oh know, my God. When we interviewed Juliet Landau, that was the one thing she said she... One of the few things she wished she got to do with Drusilla was get like a redemption arc for her. Yes. And I hope that that's what we get. Uh, but I won't say anything else because that wouldn't be possible or maybe it will be. I don't know. No spoilers. Next. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now we are at the end. So favorite scene, Ryan. My favorite scene is... A tough one. I would say I do like the um, nugget that I would like to have structured differently with Cordelia's speech. Uh, I think it is a shining moment from the episode. Um, but also every time Drusilla uh, uh, is uh, did Drusilla was Drusilla in this episode? Yeah, every time <laughs> Drusilla speaks, um, I I get the chills that I don't get. Yeah, I mean that I you know I got I got every time someone enters, but literally every time she speaks, I'm like I can't believe we're getting this. I can't believe we're getting this. So honorable mention. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair. for sure. Ashley? I already said it, but yeah, it's the always misbehaved moment. Um, I mean, my favorite scene is all of the Cordelia and Indira stuff. So, you know, eat shit past Ian, who was complaining about the <laughs> um, It still is my favorite. And a rare, ha- a, a rare hat trick on this podcast <laughs> where we're all in agreement of the best moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, now what's an outfit we pictured someone wearing um i'll go first because so tara says she gets changed so i like to imagine her final act outfit looking a little dark willowy 
Um, but like Ooh. a little bit Tara, a little bit more Tara. So there's like gotta be a long flowing skirt. Um, but we got the flare sleeves and like I was oh, trying yeah, to, I was just gonna say. Right, like we gotta have a flared sleeve. Ooh. I was trying to think if I thought it would be like Willow's jacket, but like kind of like corsetti look like looking like a corset, but like still yeah. like jacket. Tara's um, never bringing the focus to the boobs because she doesn't have to. Right. Yes. Uh, I also think we've got PC nineties updo hair where it's kind of pointy, like it's pointing in different directions. Yeah. It's too long, but like it's up. You know, magical sparks flew through it, kind of. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, like I, I, I also was maybe like maybe instead of just black, we get like black and some dark purple. You know, like I feel like Tara would put a color in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some um, like silver trim. Yes, yes, like the like a like evil version of the once more with feeling dress. Um, yeah. Ooh. But, so that's what I was picturing. Um, Ashley. Okay, so I picked Drew. Okay. Also changing into like quote unquote battle wear because originally I was picturing her like in a like a flowy dress, you know, very season two. But I think she's moved into a nice dark palleted pantsuit, but make it sexy. So like. Mm-hmm. Just a nice black bralette or like a short corset top that leaves her tummy exposed. The blazer's unbuttoned but well fitted. She's got chunky boots on and the pants are tight fitted pinstripe pants. This is an outfit that Tara bought her and the pinstripes low key match Mr. Pickles. But Drew hasn't picked up on that yet. But Spike (laughs) definitely has made comments about it. Wait, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ryan? Uh, you know, earlier in this series, I said that Giles is wearing a sweat, a sweater, and I and I believe he was. Uh, but when he comes back from the other dimension, he is in a full tweed suit, and <laughs> nobody notices the change because they just picture Giles in a tweed suit, <laughs> and none of them pick up on the fact. But there's a whole side adventure where he had to go to a lovely little shop, and he waited for them to hem the thing, and then he was cleaning his glasses, and he, you know, most of that half hour was spent. Not he just picked that book up right next door, and then he was like, "You know what? I wasn't comfortable." And he's got a nice shoe, and he was a little crestfallen that no one noticed when he got back. But Olivia will. So <laughs> I I love this. Um, all right, what grade do we give this episode, Ashley? I'm gonna stick with A. It's not quite an A plus, Come. but I love this episode, so definitely an A. Ryan. B plus, but only because I like the last one and the next one so much. So let's give them some space to breathe. All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> I, 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 a, I have a C plus. <laughs> I'm, uh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought we were going to go D. So I, no, no, I'm no. happy. I thought, we were, I thought you were going to give me the life on the D list. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I don't think I could possibly go lower than like a C because um, I still just like hearing my baby's voices makes me so happy. Um but uh yeah um thank you both for doing this thank you all for listening this has been really fun covering and it's wild we have one more episode left and then we're done and then we'll be back to angel season two in case anyone is actually clamoring for that which sometimes it feels like no one is (laughs) everyone's like wait we were talking about (laughs) ryan i think you are like you, you you and me are like Trying to build the excitement on these episodes. Like, come on, guys. It's I love these episodes. 
And frankly, if you're enjoying having Cordelia back, and I may I may I point your your little nosy in the direction that we will be getting to such good Cordelia stuff on Angel. So yes, please do join us. But Pylea awaits. Ugh, yes. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a Slayer Fest live show about Angel, but we would really need to hear the outcry from a tri-state area audience, please. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I feel like that would be a roof sell for her tickets-wise. We could do karaoke after! Shut up! Shut up! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in my audio drama pitch, Ryan plays a Lorne character, but like, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. That's my, oh, my, my pink <laughs> instead of green. Let's yes. do it. Early yes. on, parents. <laughs> For um, the live show, just do Oops All Lorne, and everybody's just Lorne, and we oh all show God. up. Night of a Thousand Lorns. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we the, the downloads on the Angel episodes are rough. I can't imagine the <laughs> Angel show. <laughs> uh, if you like Slayerfest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at SlayerfestX98 on all social media platforms. Go give us a follow on TikTok. We could um, use some more engagement over there. Go follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm trying to put more into Instagram and TikTok. Ashley is trying to get her Nana podcast hosts into doing more <laughs> on the TikToks, but we shall see. If you want to follow my personal, I'm at Ian X Carlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you and your stuff? I am at Ryan Houlihan on social media, but meh. I mean, go definitely check out my Anya costume, but otherwise, eh, I'm not that great on there. However, go to youtube.com slash at Ryho, R-Y-H-O, uh, where I do I, I do some long form content and I have a piece coming up featuring Eartha Kitt's Catwoman. So get Ooh. excited for that. And Ashley, where can everyone find you and your podcast? You can find me on Instagram at Cousin Feeling Fine, on Twitter at MythTaken314. And I co-host a podcast with my friend Alyssa about Heartstopper and the overall verse called Why Are We Like This? And you can listen to us anywhere that you find podcasts and or on YouTube and follow us on all the socials at Why Are We Cast. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next time for the finale of Slayers, a Buffyverse story. Bye. Bye. Bye.